This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. In a brand new series this month called Navigating Change. You know, when a new year comes in, uh, one, of the, one of the things, among a number of other things that always strikes me is that I know that this year is going to bring about change. Isn't that true? And change, you know, sometimes change can be scary, it can be exciting, it can be uh, a, little, a little anxiety can accompany it sometimes. But you know, I found out it's all about how we navigate the change because change is going to come. You know, I wish I could say, you know, you got your life just like you want it. Okay, great. Freeze frame. But it doesn't happen that way, does it? There's change coming. You know, and I was thinking about the title of this navigating change and I was reading a, a little excerpt from Mark Twain's book about life on the Mississippi. You know, before he became a famous author, author uh, Mark Twain was a riverboat pilot on the, on the Mississippi in the, in the 1830s, 40s, right in that time frame. And uh, he was writing his famous book, Life on the Mississippi, and he's talking about the skills that a riverboat pilot needed to navigate that changing course of the Mississippi in those days. And I thought, you know, it's a pretty good way to introduce this, this topic and this subject because, you know, life is a journey, isn't it? And I'm telling you, life, like, the, like, like the, a river, is constantly changing. It's ebbing. It's flowing. So I want to read this just as a way of introducing it this morning. He said, you know, he said the river's banks, they cave and they change constantly. He said, there are always snags that are, that are hunting up new places and new quarters. There are sandbars that shift and change. They're never at rest. The channels are forever uh, dodging and shrinking. There are obstructions. You have, you're confronted with all kinds of weather. There was no, in those days, there were no uh, buoys to help navigate. There was no, uh, you know, uh, 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 GPS on the uh, for the the boats to use none of that it wasn't even a lighthouse, and uh, he said there was constant change taking place. Sandbars, islands, underwater rocks and reefs, and even sunken ships that were wrecked. And he said, you know, if you weren't aware of that, and you just had to just know it. There were no maps; you just had to know it because uh, even the rising of the of the water level and the shrinking of it would change the depths that could be navigated. And so there were all these different factors that were taking place and you had to constantly be aware and in the moment as you were navigating a, a ship down the Mississippi. And you know, it's a lot like life, isn't it? It's a lot like life. Uh, you know, uh, somebody says, uh, uh, you know, says, how does somebody get so wise? Well, if you're, if you're fortunate, you live long enough. Isn't that true? That's about how it is. You know, how'd you learn to be a riverboat pilot? In those days, you just had to get out on the ship with somebody who was already a riverboat pilot, and you had to just go up and down the river, and up and down the river, and up and down the river. And it's that way with life. But I'm glad that God gave us also 
a good guidebook so that we can navigate change uh, and have an understanding. And so we're not just totally in the dark like those riverboat pilots. We have some light. We have a, a road map that can help us. But nevertheless, uh, as we face 2017 and we think about the changes that are going to happen in our life, maybe uh, you know of some changes. Maybe, uh, maybe you're, you're going to be changing jobs. Maybe you're changing careers. Maybe some of you young folks are, are going off to school or about to graduate in school or you started a new career or just like uh, this precious family, they've got a new addition to their family. I'm telling you, when babies come, change happens. I tell newlyweds all the time, listen, being newly married is not that big a deal. Wait till that first baby comes. And then the second baby comes. Oh, wow. You're getting up at 2 o'clock in the morning with those feedings. Hello. And that precious, beautiful package suddenly spits up all over you. That's not near as bad as when the other end. <laughs> change. Navigating change. Change in movement. You know, in Ecclesiastes 3.1 it says, There is a time and a season for all things under heaven. And anything that is growing, there's going to be change in movement. If there is never any change, if nothing is ever uh, moving and changing in your life, then i got news for you. You're, you're either not alive, you're either dead, or you're stagnant. Because everything that is alive is changing. Everything that is growing is changing. There is a time for everything. Transition refers to a movement, a passage, a change from one position to another one, to another state or stage. And really, that's what it's all about. There's no growth. For, there's no growth without change. There's no change without movement. It has to happen. You know, uh, I guess I'm like, I'm a pretty average human being, I guess. I don't know. But uh, like most human beings, most of the time when change comes, I'm not a big fan of it. You know, I mean, if it's change in my favor, then I'm in for it. But, you know, I found that most of the time, even change in my favor to begin with doesn't look like it's in my favor. And so we need to learn how to navigate change because and movement because what? That's where the growth comes. You know, we're getting ready to so, some big changes for us at Passion Church in 2017. There's going to be some movement. There's going to be some change. There's going to be some things coming. And you know, uh, you know, and a lot of times change starts out looking like W-O-R-K. I heard that laugh. Oh, buddy. Lord, you know, we've been praying for change. We've been praying for growth. We've been praying for God to do something. And then all of a sudden God starts doing something. And we're like, I didn't mean it that way, Lord. <laughs> Can, can we do this differently? It's, it's difficult. But we have to understand this. Change is normative to life. There's going to be change. You know? I got up shaving in the mirror this morning. You know what? The guy was looking out from that mirror this morning. 
Not this, didn't look the same as the guy that was looking out for me 30 years ago. 30 years ago, well, I had a whole lot of hair, man. I got pictures to prove it. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> didn't have nearly as many wrinkles or smile lines. Right. Change, change is going to happen. And so it's how we deal with the change. It's our attitude, how we respond to it, how we navigate the change that makes all the difference in the world. Change can, we can embrace the change and have the right attitude about change and it becomes a thing that's exciting. It's a thing that we embrace and we kind of, we get all the benefit of it. You know, I face change that way and then I face change the other way where I went kicking and screaming the whole way. Sure wasn't much fun. Are you listening? Let's look over, if you will, 1 Corinthians. Let's read a scripture portion over there. 1 Corinthians 10. The Bible says that the things that happened to Israel as they were in Egypt, came out of Egypt, in the wilderness, into the promised land, Paul here is telling us that these things were written for our instruction and as examples for us. <coughs> Pardon me. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 1. I do not want you to be ignorant of the fact, brothers, that our forefathers were all under the cloud. They passed through the sea. They were all baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. They all ate the same spiritual food, drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank from the spiritual rock that accompanied them. That rock was Christ. Nevertheless, God was not pleased with most of them. Their bodies were scattered over the desert. Now these things occurred as examples to keep us from setting our hearts on evil things as they did. And, and, and he goes on and talks about do not be idolaters and so forth. But Israel, let me just give you a reminder, a synopsis. Israel, you know, they, they were in Egypt for 400 years. And they first went into Egypt as a result of a change at the direction of God. But in the process of time... Having stayed there for so many generations, they eventually ended up in bondage to the Egyptians. But there came a cry, a generation that began to be dissatisfied with making brick for Pharaoh. You know, sometimes God wants to do a change, but we have to do, there has to have something has to happen inside of us where we kind of just get sick and tired of the status quo. Are you listening? There came a generation that said, you know what? I'm tired of making brick out here for Pharaoh. I'm tired of building somebody else's house. I'm tired of just working for this guy. I'm tired of feeling the whip on my back and the sun on my head. I'm tired of the leeks and the garlics. I mean, there's got to be something better than this. And so somebody, somebody, one generation began to say that and they began to cry out to God. And so God raised up a man named Moses to be a deliverer to bring them out of Egypt. And you know the story. You've probably seen the movie of the Ten Commandments or, or something. But you know the story about how they were brought out under the hand of Moses. But then, see, immediately when they came out, now see, at the beginning of change, Everybody is excited. 
Oh man, they were all excited. Ooh, you know, when they were going out of Egypt, I'm sure, man, they were doing the two-step. You know, whatever they did, man, everybody, yeah, 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 we're going out, yeah, 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 we're going. You know, and they were all happy that first hour. But a day into the desert, and they weren't there yet. And two days into the wilderness, and they still weren't there yet. And a week into it, and a month into it, and there. And all of a sudden, what happened? The attitude began to be revealed. The change, there is no change without movement. There were movement. And so these examples were given us from Israel. And really, I put it this way, they become... It becomes our sea chart for navigating change, both in our life and in Passion Church for 2017. There's three things I want to talk about, to introduce this morning and talk about. Characteristics of transition. When change begins to come to your life and into your life, you're going to deal with these three characteristics absolutely. The first one is unfamiliar territory. The second one, uncomfortable circumstances. And the third one is what I call the uncertainty factor. Are you all excited about change now? <laughs> Unfamiliar territory. You know, this generation, all they knew was Egypt. They ate the food of Egypt. They, they lived in the country like Egyptians lived. That's, that's what they knew. But all of a sudden, when they begin to, to cry out to God, God says, okay, I'm going to bring you out. There's going to be change. And the first thing is, they had to move into an unfamiliar place called the wilderness. Lord, I thought you were going to send us a fleet of, you know, 757s, man. You know, some of those Dreamliners. Or you could just kick back, you know, and watch my favorite movie while you just delivered us to the promised land. He said, no. He said, it's going to be good for you to walk all the way there. Oh, man. Could you imagine the generation today? <laughs> unfamiliar territory. It was an unfamiliar face. And so, you know, when you move into unfamiliar territory, it requires a what? A new level of faith. The Bible says we walk by faith and not by faith sight when change begins to happen you begin to experience change you begin to move out into that unfamiliar territory now here's the temptation is you want to begin to start to look around at everything wait a minute here this is not and this is not the house i had back there you know in egypt <clears throat> I don't see anything. I don't see any gardens out here. I don't see any wells out here. I look over there and there's rock. And I look over there and there's desert. And I, I look up and everywhere I look is rock and desert and scrub and, and, and snakes and lizards and whatever was out in the wilderness. He said, that's all I see. And that's what they begin to see. It required a walk of faith. God gave them a cloud by the day. And a pillar of fire by night, didn't he? He gave them something to help them. 
as they move through this unfamiliar territory. Well, God has given us His book, the Bible, God's Word, His promises, and He has given us the Holy Spirit that lives in us to help to, to us to navigate through unfamiliar territory. And when we get in that unfamiliar place, don't let uh, that unfamiliarity, don't let that shake you and think somehow I've missed the change of God. Maybe this was just me. Maybe this was just my idea. But really, God was in it all the time. You know, we have to grow in our trust when there's a change. The Bible says we go from faith to faith and from glory to glory. And I, I quote that a lot because you know what? That's what the process of this Christian life is all about. It requires a walk of faith. And it, and it means that what? We've got to grow in our trust. Not only in our trust in God, yes, but also our trust in one another who are on the journey with us. We've got to believe in one another like never before. We gotta trust in one another. You gotta trust in your brothers and sisters. You gotta trust in that person that's on the journey with you in your family. That's a new level of trust that comes with an unfamiliar territory. It requires a new walk of faith. And you know what? All the time, you know what God was doing? That while they were coming out, they were in unfamiliar territory. They were having to learn a new level of trust. It was preparing them so that what? They could enter in. See, we want the next thing God has for us, the next uh, phase in, in, his, his, in, in our growth in God, in our spiritual growth, in our natural growth. We want the blessing. We want the promise. We want the increase. We want to see the, our church grow. We want to see all these things happen. But you know what? It takes faith to embrace that. And it starts when we begin to move us into unfamiliar territory. So you could, you know, and the temptation here as we, we move forward in unfamiliar territory is it helps us to what? To overcome new challenges. Because if I'm going to grow, that means what? There's going to be a new challenge for me. Are you listening? If you are never challenged in your life, you're never going to grow. That's true. You know. I mean, you can read, you know, Dr. Zeus is fun and all, but you know, if that's all you ever read is Dr. Zeus, you're never going to be mentally challenged, are you? That's great when you're a little kid, but as you get older, you've got to feed on something more substantial if you're going to grow mentally. Isn't that true? Same thing's true. Uh, uh, it might be true with your, your profession, with your career, with whatever you're doing. What? We want to always be challenging ourselves because that's where growth comes. Isn't that true? And if you don't challenge yourself, you don't grow. And if you don't grow long enough, you stagnate. And usually when you stagnate, you also, you know, are very, very, you get very, very bored with life. I've seen people, they're just, you know, life is boring. They're just, you know. I don't, I don't know what they're waiting for. I don't know if they're waiting to check out or what they're doing. But God's got more for us than that. He wants us to overcome. It's a time of new beginnings. So it's a time of, of growing in our trust and in our faith. The second thing is, is after unfamiliar territory, it's uncomfortable circumstances. 
When they began, God began to lead Israel out, they, began, they went into the wilderness. I'm telling you what, you know, they weren't staying, you know, at, at the five-star Hilton. They were out there in the elements. They were out there, you know, in a place where they weren't familiar with. They were, it was uncomfortable. It was inhospitable, the, the environment. It was hot during the day. It was cold during the night. Doggone. You think God could have done a better job than this? Are you listening? But see, what He's after, what He wants us to grow as we're on this journey. And so when we find ourselves in an environment that it seems, man, this doesn't seem right. This, this seems harder. It looked like I had it better than what I got it now. But you're telling me that this change is a good thing. It's awful quiet out there. It brings us to a place where we have to what? Be dependent on God in a new way. God, I have to believe that what? You're leading me. You're directing me. That my steps are ordered of the Lord as the Scriptures say. And so these changes that are coming, that it's unfamiliar. It, I'm feeling a little insecure here. It's, I, these circumstances are a little uncomfortable. But you know what? I'm going to grow to another level of trust and dependence upon you, God. And I'm going to grow in my trust also, and dependence on my brothers and sisters. Are you listening? You know, I found this out in life. I use this example. You're either a thermometer or a thermostat. You know, you know what I mean by that? A thermometer just merely registers the temperature. But a thermostat is connected to something that can change the temperature thermostats always register by complaining oh it's hard it's cold it's rainy it's cloudy it's tough you missed it you're a dummy whatever they they do all they're doing you know that's all that's all thermos, you know, that's all it can do but, you know, a thermostat says, you know what? We're going somewhere. God's got a plan. God's got a plan for you. You're growing. Yeah, I know it's difficult right now. I know it, it, we're in a difficult place maybe. But you know what? You're growing. You're changing. God's got a purpose for it. God's got a plan for it. And all of a sudden, you know, instead of us just being somebody that's a thermometer and registering what is obvious to everybody, we become a change agent. And we're going to talk about that more when we talk about navigating change. Moses was a change agent. Are you listening? He was a change agent. He saw something that the others did not see yet. And he, under God, initiated something that brought a whole nation into a place of change and growth. But you know what? There were also a lot among the people that followed Moses out that were nothing but thermometers. Moses, it's hot. Moses, it's cold. Moses, you stink. <laughs> Come on. And you know, it, it's difficult to lead a bunch of thermometers. Come on. But thermostats, 
There were a few of them. Joshua and Caleb come to mind. There were a few thermostats among them. And they said, you know what? Hey, we can do this. We can do this. Let me just encourage you. You know, listen always to the thermostat people. Don't listen to the thermometer people. All they're going to do is tell you what you already know. I want somebody that's going to help me in the process of change. Isn't that true? So, uncomfortable, in a hospital, total dependence on God. And we have to what? We adjust, we learn to adjust to new conditions. Oh, but I liked it the way it used to be. I liked it, I, you know, there's some people, I know change is hard. Some people, you know, uh, do you know, now this is crazy, but did you know that there is still a flat earth society? Oh, yeah. Look them up on the web sometime. Yeah. It's a flat earth society. Anybody in here belong to it? <laughs> now, you talk about not wanting to change. That's kind of being behind, uh, you know, the information curve, isn't it? We don't want to change. You know, we laugh about that because that's so obvious. But, you know, we can be the same way. We don't want to change. See, we get an emotional attachment to a concept, to an idea, to a place, to a time, to whatever it might be. And we can get so attached to that that, that when, when it's time to adapt and to change under God, we don't want to let go to do it. Well, this is the way we did it back in 1906. Well, we're not living back in 1906 no more, though, are we? Come on. No, God, God's not stagnant. God is, God is fresh. He is alive. He is, he's movement. He's change. Now, He doesn't change, but we need to. Unless you've arrived. I haven't arrived. Have you arrived? Then, then we need to be changing. We need to be growing. That's part of it. And so, we, we're talking about Things we have to overcome initially to navigate change. Unfamiliar territory and uncomfortable circumstances uh, adjusting to new conditions. And as I said, we're tempted to complain and murmur. And if you know anything about Israel in the wilderness, they excelled at it, didn't they? If Moses turned left, he should have gone right. If he stopped, he should have kept going. If he kept going, he should have stopped sooner. Come on. And don't even talk about the cuisine. Let's don't even go there. We're so tired of this manna. You know, but manna bread. Manna cotty. But manna burgers. Man, manna, 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 manna. Same old thing. Same old thing. They complained. They griped. And really, if you know the story about them coming out, that it was their attitude that kept them out of the promised land, wasn't it? Wasn't the giants. That was their excuse. Wasn't the giants. It wasn't the walled cities. Because if that had been the case, the next generation, they couldn't have gone in either. It was what? They're stinking thinking. 
their bad attitude that in the midst of this transition when change was being initiated in their lives rather than embracing it and having the right attitude and, and, and allowing their trust and their faith to rise to a new level in God and to just trust God and to continue on with the pl- purpose and plan, they started complaining. They started griping. They started murmuring. Well, I'll tell you what, this is God. I don't know what I'm doing. I ain't never seen nothing like this before. This can't be God. This is hard. Come on. <laughs> Isn't that right? We think, you know, God's obligated. Just Man, just hand it over on the silver platter, God. But God says, you know what? I want you to grow in this. I want you to grow in this. And if you will see the changes that are on the horizon and the changes as they, as they approach you, and if you can recognize that, change for what it is and if you will adjust your attitude and adjust your faith and embrace the change then you know what it won't be so difficult it won't be so hard there will be a grace there will be a presence of God that in your life that will grace it and you know what if they had approached it with the right attitude if buddy it wouldn't have been a 40 year delay I'm going to tell you something. You want to delay God's plan and purpose for your life? Then you just let a, just develop a bad, negative, complaining attitude. Man. It's like trying to run a race with two 60-pound blocks tied one to each leg. You're just not going to get anywhere. Don't. Don't allow the temptation there just because it may appear initially that you're worse off than you were when you started. Remember what they kept saying? Would to God that we were back in Egypt. Oh man, I remember. It was a whole lot better back. It was a lot better when we had. Come on. But what are you comparing it to? What you had to where you are now or what you had to what God has for you ahead? You got to compare apples to apples. And so you're in that transition stage. You're in that place of navigating this change. Don't complain and murmur. Then the other one is the uncertainty factor. When change begins to happen, you know what? First thing that rises up in us or wants to, we get insecure. Ooh, I don't know about this. Now wait. Ooh. I don't know about this. This is new. I've, we've not done this before. I've not been there before. You know, we're going where we haven't been before. And all of a sudden, if you're not careful, our old insecurities begin to rise up. Wait a minute now. Wait a minute. Are you sure we've heard from God? Are you sure this is what you're saying, Lord? You know, we get all insecure because of the changes that are taking place because we're moving in a fresh and a new direction in our lives. And and there's a part of us that wants to get excited about it, but if we're not careful, there's a part of us that gets insecure about it. And we have to allow... We can't allow the insecurities that want to rise up in our life to master our attitude or to master 
uh, uh, our motivation, but rather we say, okay, you know what? This is from God. This change is coming in my life, and God's going to bring about good out of this change. I believe that. I'm trusting that. You know, as human beings, I've found this out. We, most of us, we like to be in control. Let me rephrase that. We like to think that we're in control. <laughs> Most of the time, in our fighting for control, even when we get control, we're not really in control. By that I don't mean that we just float around and let life take us wherever. That's not what I'm saying. We do make decisions. Of course we do. You can't just, you know, you can't just sit like a bump on a log. But also the other extreme is true too. If you think you're going to be in control of your life so that you're in control of every circumstance that comes into it, every, everything that happens, every person that crosses your path, you're not in control of all those things. And it's not about fighting for control. When, when we get insecure, we tend to... It's kind of like a drowning man. Have you ever seen somebody who, who, who can't swim and they fall in the water over their head? Do you know what? They immediately are trying to gain a footing and gain control. But you know what? In trying to gain control, they do the absolute worst thing that they need to do in that circumstance. They start flailing around. They start beating around. And the next thing you know, you know, they're wearing themselves out. They're going down. They're taking in water. And you know, the, the thing they need to do is the unnatural thing that their insecurity and fear is telling them to do. And that is relax. You fall in the water and it's over your head. As soon as you start doing all this, you're just going to sink. But if you would relax, you become buoyant. Are you listening? And not only that, but if somebody's trying to help you and save you and get you out of that water, if you're doing all this, it sure is hard for anybody to help you. But you need to learn to what? To relax. Don't be fighting for control. Let God have control. And trust God in the change. Real quickly, moving through transition. The eye of faith I mentioned. Letting go and taking hold letting go and taking hold what are we going to do in this new year we got if we're going to move toward change that is coming our way then the first thing we're going to have to do is we have to let go of some things behind us and we got to what take hold and here's the thing let me just say this you know uh Living a few years like I have, as young as I am. You know, you, you learn some things and you know, you find out that when you let go of some things in the past and you grab a hold of the new, yeah, it can be scary at times. You can, you, your insecurities can try to rise up at times. Doubts and fears will try to come against you at times. But you know, this is what I found out. That if you will do that, if you will grab hold of the change God's bringing all of a sudden, when you do that, you feel a permanence here. You feel a stability out ahead of you. Even though 
You may be unsure about where you're going. You feel a, a permanence. You feel a, a stability. You can sense the grace of God leading and directing you. And it's amazing. All of a sudden, when you take that step of faith, then all of a sudden, things begin to open up. All of a sudden, doors begin to open up. People begin to come in your path. Circumstances begin to align themselves. And all of a sudden, you find out, you know what? That thing I was so afraid of, man, that's, I'm loving it. I'm loving this new place I'm at. I'm loving this new place God's got me. I'm, I, man, this is a good place. This is a good place. Let's keep on going this direction. Let's keep on moving this way. Because that's, that's how life is. And if we trust God that He is directing our path, then we can move forward by the eye of faith. But listen, you've got to let go in order to take hold. Just let go. You got to launch yourself out. I remember the first time I ever went uh, moved overseas. You know, moved down to Bolivia, South America, all by my little old lonesome. I knew nobody. <laughs> I had no home. Sounds like a song, don't it? <laughs> but it's the truth. Oh man! And I mean, you know. I hadn't been, I was no world traveler. I hadn't been out of the country before. Man, you get off that plane and you're looking around and you think, man, Dorothy, this don't look like Kansas. <laughs> Everything was different. People were talking different. People looked a little different. Boy, the terrain was different. The smells were different. The food was different. The only thing that was the same was everything was different. That can be a little unsettling if you're not careful. If you don't have the right attitude. Isn't that right? And you're, and you're like, hey, Lord, you sure we got this right? But you know what? As soon as I embraced the moment, and I said, you know what? And I have a big old smile on my face. It's all different. This is good. This is good different. This is good. And all of a sudden, you I begin to embrace the different. I begin to embrace the moment. I begin to embrace the place where I was and the people that were around me. And all of a sudden, man, it became one of the greatest chapters in my life. I met that lady over there because of that. <laughs> And that handsome young man came out of that because of that. Hey. Uncertainty. Listening to the Holy Spirit. Be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Not everybody's going to see what you see. Not everybody's going to see what you see. You have your life and together, you who are part of Passion Church, you know, we're in a journey together in this life. And God has things in store for us, things ahead for us in 2017. And I believe with all my heart, it's good things. It's good things. Will it be like it used to be? No. But it'll be good things. Will it be different? Yeah. 
Will it be uncomfortable at times? Yeah. But you know what? It can be fun. It can be exciting. It can be fruitful. We can affect people. We can affect lives. So, you know, we're either going to be listening to Him, the Holy Spirit, or we're going to be listening to them. Numbers 13, you know the story. I'm going to close with this. Then we're going to pray and let you go. Numbers 13 and then on into chapter 14, you know, Moses, he sent, the, he, he sent you know, the spies into the land to check it out. They came back, you know, and, 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 you know, and two of them, Joshua and Caleb said, man, it's everything the Lord said it could be. Let's go take hold. Let's go tonight. I mean, they were just, I'm, don't you like people like that? I'd rather have people like, man, let's go do it now, Pastor. You know, then, well, now, you know. Isn't that right? I'd much rather have to bring somebody in than, man, they have to raise the dead. Isn't that right? So I said, I don't know about all that wildfire in the church. Well, I'll tell you, it's better than having the order of a graveyard. Man, they were excited. They said, let's go do it, man. The Lord's with us. We can do it. But you know what the ten said? Ooh, yeah, now, it's everything the Lord said, but. Remember what I said? Goats, but. Sheep, follow. <laughs> I'm not talking about following some man. I'm talking about following the Lord. You understand that, right? But. See, goats but. Don't but the Lord. <laughs> Just say yes, Lord. But here's the thing. It's important who you listen to. Listen, there was about, according to the historians, there was anywhere from one and a half to three million people following Moses at the time. Listen, ten people spread a bad report in one night through three million people. You can tell me it's bad. And they didn't have text and all that and emails either. You don't tell me bad news don't travel. Don't tell me doubt and fear don't travel. It travels quick. And you need that's why I said, see, what it was was what they were all a bunch of thermometers. And they had selective vision. Fear and doubt always will give you selective vision. You know what they saw? The giants. They saw the walled cities. They saw the obstacles. That's all they saw. Whereas the, the two thermostats said, Man, God's delivered them into our hands. We can see that the fear of God is on them. God is with us. It's ours for the taking. But guess what they listened to? Thermometers. And so they began to murmur and complain. And they said, you know what? Would to God that we died in the wilderness. God says, okay, you can have what you say. Somebody says, why did God kill all those people in the wilderness? God didn't kill those people in the wilderness. They died there because that's what they said they wanted. Would to God that we died in the wilderness. Okay. I don't know why you'd want that, but okay. Kind of like Pharaoh, you know, with the frogs. You know what I'm talking about the frogs? Called Moses with the plague of frogs. And 
Moses says, what do you want? He said, get rid of these frogs. He said, when do you want me to do it? He said, tomorrow. Good gracious. No wonder Egypt was in trouble. That kind of leadership. Why would you want to spend another night with the frogs? Why would you want to die in the wilderness? Change. Don't allow a negative spirit to develop in you. Real quickly, some action points. Write fast. Prepare your attitude for change in 2017. It's all about attitude. I'd encourage you to wait on God in prayer. Let the Holy Spirit guide you into some changes concerning your family life. Unless you've arrived. Now, if you've arrived, don't change anything. Get on board with your faith and obedient response to the changes. Both here at Passion Church and in your family life, what God's showing you. Listen, don't, don't just wait to see what shows up. Well, you know, I'm just waiting and hoping and waiting and seeing what's going to show. Listen, take some time and on purpose go in prayer to God and find out, hey, what's the deal in 2017, Lord? What are you wanting to do in my family? How are you wanting me to grow? How are you wanting me to change? What's the new opportunities that, that are out there on the horizon that you have for me? I want to be ready. I want to run out and meet them. And then finally, resist the temptation to murmur and complain in the transition with changes. Passion Church, changes are a coming. They're coming to this house, but they're also going to come to your house. And it's all about navigating change. And I'm going to be talking about a, a, a lot of other things, just, but just to get it, see, because change is coming. And the initial thing in change is unfamiliar territory, inhospitable environment, that begins to do. See, and we've, the, if, if we don't navigate that right, forget about the rest. And so we, we have to embrace the change, and then we have to learn how to navigate through the change. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about becoming a change agent, or as I humorously put it, a thermostat rather than a thermometer. We want to be thermostats. I want to set a, a spiritual change, not only in our church, but in our city, in our community, in our families. We can do it, Passion Church. Thank you for that one nod. And I put you to sleep. Change is coming. Change is coming. And it's not bad. It's good. God says He knows the plans He has for you. Is for good. But listen, we're going to have to change. We're going to have to have an attitude that embraces. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.